Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a great day thus far. Welcome back to The Toast. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing good since we've been welcome back to now twice. Yeah, and it was important to welcome people to you know, du- and, be, and to be a welcoming person. To double the welcome, double the fun. You just said a mouthful there, sister. <laughs> Anyways, I feel sufficiently welcomed back to the toast. Good, good. I'm glad that this is a welcoming environment for everyone today. Uh, Thank you for that, Turney. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Um, Before we dive in, let's talk really quickly, just send some love to our Nashville toasters. Yesterday was such a terrible day. Um, I know everyone all over Nashville is just heartbroken, and so we just wanted to take a moment and acknowledge what happened at you know, that school with those beautiful kids who are just, it's just a, it's a horrible, it's, it was a terrible day. Yeah. I have so many words. It's not the forum for all of them, but I just am heartbroken. And this morning choosing stories, it's like, it's what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Um, there's also like more news like coming out. There's mm-hmm. footage now of um oh, no the girl breaking in and um yeah. roaming the halls and everything, and it's just horrible. And I know we have a lot of toasters like from that area and just Nashville in general. So we just wanted to send love today. We're gonna you know do our best what we always do, which is just to bring love and light and moronic you know mindless news just to get your mind off of things for a while yeah that's what we do and we shall do such a thing we will days like today it's certainly hard yeah but we'll give it our best shot yeah so tell me what's going on with you how are you Jax how's rolled he's good I am good not much is new I know I was really busy yesterday um so I know you were probably looking for me um but I I wasn't by my phone I just could feel like Turdy was needing me Jackie was like with a friend for an hour and she called me. She's like, yeah, I was, I was like out of commission. I'm like, I didn't even call you. Like what? I didn't even know you were gone. I know, but I just felt like I wasn't there for you in that hour. Cause I wasn't, but you weren't, I wasn't good thing. I wasn't needed by you, but, um, I just, I had to let you know, like I'm here now. I just, and I do want to let you know, like you had a friend over and we were fine. We'll be okay. 
we'll be okay. I know you're probably just feeling like a little, you know, maybe left out because Olivia's in town. Olivia's in New York. We had dinner yesterday. Like, you know, everyone was together and like you weren't. So I understand you like this is like a cry for help essentially. Well, yes, you could see it that way, but you could also see it the way of like the party that I was at last night, which was the kids party. Like you yeah. were at the adult section. Yeah. I was at the kids party and I don't know which one. I don't know which one either. So I think we all had a good fun night. I think we all had a good fun night too. You know, today's a big day. I have my second physical therapy appointment. I will try to keep my pants on this time. Good luck. I know, like, you know what? I feel more confident going in knowing I've been through it once and I know exactly what garments need to be taken off. Yeah. And I tried to dress like in, you know, like now I'll just wear like leggings and a bra. Like I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. Maybe even a sports bra. No, he has to unclip my bra, which really was like a very, like, you know, personal. I was like, oh, I can unclip it. He's like, no, I got it. Like, he does this every day. But I was like, wow, this man is taking my bra off. Whoa, you didn't tell us about that. There's so many elements of physical therapy that are so deeply personal. Physical therapy, more personal than comedy, more personal than food. I'm sorry. You just said a mouthful there, sister. That's really crazy that he unclasps your bra. Well, because he was like, lay on your, and what, he didn't want me walking around without a bra. I actually appreciated that because we were doing like exercises and stuff. Imagine I have to do exercises without a bra. Yeah. But then there was a portion where I had to put this like thing on my back. And so I laid on my stomach and he was like, he just unhooked my bra. Like it wasn't weird. Like I'm telling you. It's much too much. The intricacies of physical therapy. I know, but I really do feel like slowly I'm making strides. I did my exercises last night. I'm just really looking forward to putting this behind me. I'm looking forward to that too, Turdy. We want, you know, a happy, healthy, healthy, fit, Turdy. That's really all I want too. So I'm, I'm doing everything I can to nip this problem in the bud. Well, I have to commend you on you taking action. Thank you. And I'm being, I'm really trying to be like a good student. Yeah, I love that. For I you. have done my exercises every day since the last session, which was only on Friday, but still. He's going to be so impressed with your, I know. With your commitment. With my progress. Yeah. Are you doing I, it for that reason to impress? No, I'm doing it because my back fucking hurts. And it's like, what's the point of going to physical therapy every single week if I'm not going to like actually do it? That is just like a waste of everyone's time and money. Doing it to you know? impress? No, I'm really like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the strongest back this side of the East River. You're never going to see a back so strong when I'm done. Can't wait. I can't wait too. How's Belly? Belly is good. Period. Belly is good. Period. Yeah, all's good. Good, good, good. Quiet, good. quiet here. I finished a book. I just started the Redheads book. Wait, really quickly back to Belly. Mm. What fruit is Belly today? I'd rather not say. Really? Yeah. It's private. Okay. <laughs> Are you being serious? You're going to tell us. I can't tell. No, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, my God. Not her gatekeeping the fruit. Yeah, I'm gatekeeping the fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Girl boss, gatekeep, repeat. I love that for me. Yeah. That's me, period. Are you a gatekeeper of like, if you find something fabulous, <laughs> are you going to share it with like, you know, people or are you going to gatekeep it? People like being like my followers and such and the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you found like a secret hack to life, like you're going to keep it for yourself, you're going to share. Oh, I'm going to share. That's like kind of what we do here. We just like Well, then find... you're not a gatekeeper. No, I guess I'm not. Your heart is too big. Oh, that's so beautiful. 
It is. You're like you're like the lion. In the you Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah. His heart was too big. Is that, is that what, what it was? is? He's a coward. What's the lion with the he heart? And then there's one who doesn't have a brain. Jackie, there's someone whose heart was too big. I don't think that's in the Wizard What's of Oz. What's that? No, okay, maybe not. But like, there's like a kids movie where it's like his heart grows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I do. And I feel like it's Is a it lion. The Grinch? Like his <gasps> heart grew by the end. It's the Grinch. Very similar. Very similar. But better. But better. The Grinch is so good. And I hope they never remake it. They just you know? did, but yeah. They did, they did a cartoon version. No, and I then mean they like did live the action. Matthew Morrison version. No, those don't count. I mean like the cuz like, you know, movies like that get remade every, you know, Beauty and the Beast gets they always get like a facelift, but there will never be a better Grinch than Jim Carrey and they should just leave it at that. I agree. I think they will for a while. At least, you know, for the next decade. Yeah. Who do you think is like the next Grinch? You think he's born yet? I think it's who's like a crazy comedian who does like crazy voices, but who's young? Who's young? Crazy actor. Right now. Actor. Yeah. Doesn't exist yet. It's honestly like Joaquin Phoenix. No, he probably was up for the role with Jim Carrey. Yeah, because they're like similar ages and they have like similar crazy faces. Remember when Jim Carrey was dating Ariana Grande? Never forget. You know, I think about that more often than I should. It was never like fully confirmed that they were dating, but they were like being weird and hanging out. And like, that was weird. That was enough for me. I believed it. I either believe or I disbelieve. Like you give me two people and I'll either believe that they're together or not. I'm, I'm not off. I'm not usually right about what I believe. Yeah. About celebrity relationships. Like I think it's business when it's romantic. I think it's romantic when it's, when it's business. Right. And that's just the vibe I got. Dating. So you're a, so you're a doubter. Non-believer once were her dreamers. Only when it comes to Selena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. Um, I don't know why. It's just You're giving, just not believing it. I'm just not believing some of these things that are coming out about like the romantic endeavors of Selena. As in Zane and Drew Taggart yes. is what you're referring to. That's yeah. what I'm referring to. I'm just eating it all up, you know, living in fairyland. Yeah, that's also fun. And sometimes you just have to jump right in and then you never know. You get a couple like Avril and Tyga. I know. It's just like in this age of information we're living in, we are constantly bombarded. There are so many stories we talk about here that were never true, that we never get like follow-ups on. It's just like it's nonstop with like anonymous gossip and like, you know, people everywhere having a cell phone, taking pictures. Like we are but constantly bombarded with information that like never turns out to be true. But like we spend so much time and brain power like talking about, you know, the possibility of it being true. Yeah. And so many things like that we were never meant to know. Like I feel like now if celebrities go on one date, like we'll hear about it. Whereas Emrod and Harry. Yeah. But back in the day you wouldn't have. And then, you know, 20 years later, that person goes on Watch What Happens Live and they're like, oh yeah, I went on a date with so and so one time. You're so, it's always on Watch It Happens Live. You're so right. And it's just a fun fact, but you didn't get invested in it because now it's just in the past. But now we get invested in all of these small things. So and so were spotted at dinner and it's like, what does it mean? Like the weekend in Angelina Jolie. So true. What does it mean? It meant nothing. Did it? Nothing ever came of it. I know. And she was just it, like spotted on a three hour lunch date with a billionaire. Yeah, I saw that too. But I don't know, lunch date? It's not giving romance. It's not sexy. No. But Nobu Malibu, where they had lunch, is a very sexy venue. But Nobu Malibu is so business and so pleasure. It yeah. could go either way. But like where the, where Angelina and The Weeknd had dinner is actually a romantic spot. 
Yeah, where was it? Giorgio Baldi? Yeah. And you know, yeah. when I went to Giorgio Baldi, you know who I saw having dinner together? By the way, I didn't know you've been to Giorgio Baldi. I have. You wouldn't expect that from me. I've actually been there a couple times. What? Yeah. Like every time I go to LA with Zach, we go. Look at you. I know. I'm really famous and fancy. Literally. <laughs> but you know Literally. who I saw who was there dining, whining and dining, being romantic as hell? Give me a clue. Uh, they're no longer together. They were together for much longer than people expected. Young Hollywood. We came to ship towards the end. They love to walk their dog. Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello. Ding, ding, ding. That last clue gave it to me. Yeah. I saw them, like, and they were extremely into each In other. Love. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that relationship. At first, I didn't. Yeah. No. And it may, I think I already believed it by the time I saw them together. But it was like, if I hadn't believed, I would have been a believer. You know, this is actually a good time to bring up a story I actually meant to t tell you about for a story today, but it's fine because I'm bringing it up now. Okay. Did you see that Nick Vile had Rachel Bilson on his podcast and they both admitted to like pretending to be in a relationship because they wanted attention? Yes. I was like really shook by that. Yeah, but I was really grateful for the insight. Um it definitely made me look at Rachel Bilson differently. Because, you know, Nick Vile is a reality star. He's an influencer, podcaster. Like, these are things people at, at that level, ourselves included, you know, have to Gimmicks do for attention. we must rely on. It's the game we play. Like, I don't think that Nick Vile is necessarily above doing things like that. And I, I don't think he would disagree. But Rachel Bilson, like, should be. Yeah, well, they were, like, going to do a podcast together. Right. And then they wanted buzz for their podcast together. So they said that they were dating. Or, like, allowed but people to say that they were dating. It was just, it was bizarre for Rachel Bilson to admit that. Yeah. It's bizarre for her to do it. It's actually cool for her to admit it. Yes, I, I like that. Yeah. Especially now mm. that she's a podcaster. So like, honesty is your currency. Yeah. It's just, for me, when I think about um, like people that she came up with, people that she's dated, like Adam Brody, Leighton Meester, for say, like they're all really on the same level. Like they would never do that, you know? Yeah. But why not? Why can't she branch out? It's just, I, I felt as though... Why do you have to put her in a box? I'm putting her on a pedestal, not on a, in a box. I, like, I just, I think highly of her. You're putting her on a box on a really, like, high shelf. Or on a pedestal, <laughs> like I said. <laughs> yeah. No, I think highly of her, too. But I think her brand is changing. She's, you know, more of a personality now. And, like, these are just fun things that you share. And, and trust, I'm sure those A-listers that you've referenced have, have, done. have done something similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just not man enough to admit it. No, no. Because then it's like people are going to doubt everything you do, you know? Yeah, but not if you're honest about it once. Mm. I don't know. We'd have like to see how hard they went in trying to convince us. Like, I feel like it was a few Instagram comments and probably some well-placed sources, but not like them yeah. kissing on it, like actually lying. Yeah, no, lying. that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Just they messed with us. We were messed with, Turdy Lou. We were messed with. We got messed. And, but that's actually great. What we were just saying, we see so many of these like items, these couples, these rumors to be dating and they never go anywhere. And it's like, at least we buttoned that one up. Yeah, but we got played for a fool. What about January Jones though? Oh yeah, what about January Jones, Nick Vile, question mark? I feel like we've asked him about it. Did we? Yeah, like either when we were on his show or vice versa or offline. Like I feel like... We definitely brought that up. What did he say? I don't remember. Must have not been like that juicy because we would have remembered something like crazy. Yeah, I think the 
what I'm remembering, and it might be, it's just the vibe was like, he was just as shocked as we were. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Nick Miles like so, you know, ladies love him. Well, he's a taken man now. Yeah, that's true. He's engaged. He's oh, you know the Bachelor finale was on last night? No. Who won? I have no idea, but like, isn't that crazy that it was on? Yeah. That is crazy. In all my story searching this morning, I didn't even see anything. You're lying. I saw uh, what kind of chapstick Zach Shalcross wears to keep his lips kissable. These publishers <laughs> are getting so out of control with their, and you know they make like affiliate money when they like link to the chapstick.com. Yeah. It's so pathetic. It really is. Like that's journalism. Yeah. I can't. I won't. You're not curious not. what it what it was? Actually, what was it? I think it was Burt's Bees. The worst chapstick on the planet. I know. It doesn't move. It's it's like putting cement on your lips. Yeah, it's just like plastic to rub around. What do you think is the best chapstick? Obviously, Aquaphor. Aquaphor, for me, I, I just switched to something like that's a little cleaner than Aquaphor. Wow. It's called Waxaline. Mm-hmm. And I just keep a tub by my bed and it's it's good. But I mean like traditional chapstick, like in a tube. Lip balm. I like Blistex chapstick. Blistex is good because it's medicinal. Yeah, but it's a little too small. I was constantly going through the packets. Carmex, she's good. Carmex is intense. No, she'll Every, light the nostril no, hairs on and fire. it's like everything you eat tastes like Carmex. Everything you yeah. drink tastes like Carmex. It's like... It's a contagious, yeah. the, the smell. Yeah. Eos, some of the worst. Some of the worst. Rosebud and Salve, Chef's Kiss. Rosebud Salve is delicious. But I want to know who is in charge of like distribution and marketing for Eos. Because they managed to get like one of the worst products of all time into every store. Into the store. hands of millions. Uh, every, literally every store, no matter what you go to, like if they don't sell like cosmetics, you're like, do you guys have chapstick? They carry an EOS, like literally at a cigar store. Like it is crazy. It's so true that they have great marketing. I also remember they had good PR. They were in Miley's music video. For yes. We can't stop. They were everywhere. And they also had like the little balls and everyone was like, oh, a ball. Like it's horrible chapstick. Like when some, if I'm ever with people and they're like, and I'm like, does someone have chapstick? And they have EOS. I'm like, does someone have chapstick? Somebody has EOS? Yeah, I feel like that's something I've experienced a lot. Like people offering me EOS. And it's like, first of all, that's disgusting. It's a very personal thing. Your yeah, EOS. it is. It it's is. not shareable. Yeah, no, it's not. And of all the chapsticks in the world, why is that the one that you have chosen? Because they sell it at every store. They probably had no choice but to buy the EOS. No, but they also sell usually like a couple sticks. Yeah, like by the register. They always have the chapstick brand, which are pretty good. I love a stick. I really do. Yeah. Um, Nivea is, is not great. Isn't it just moisturizer? Yeah. No, they make a chapstick and it's like, it's like looks good and it feels good when you put it on. And then 30 seconds later, you're like, have I died and gone to the desert? Like, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. It's really hard. But, you know, those kind of beauty brands who make like elevated lip balms, those are pretty good. Like Summer Fridays is really good. Yep. Covey just came out with a lip oil. I think, yeah, the Covey one is very good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Glossier makes like a decent one. There's a few. Interessant. I could literally write a dissertation on chapstick. Like, I feel like I've What's been What's your favorite one? You ne you're gatekeeping yours. Aquaphor. Okay. So then, is there a need for these other ones? 
No, no, but you never know. You're in a bind. You have to run into a pharmacy and they don't have Aquaphor. Well, they have Aquaphor everywhere, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But in a desperate situation, I'll take what I can get, even Burt's Bees. Right. That's how we came to this topic yeah, of conversation. The Bachelor. Yeah. So yeah. The Bachelor was on last night. I hope for those of you watched that you got the outcome that you so desired. Yeah. And that they live happily together forever. Forever and ever. Who's the last couple that's like the most recent couple that's still together? Rachel and Brian? No. Ari and Lauren. They are way before Rachel and... No, they're not. They're not? No. I don't think. Are you sure? I don't know. Let me look it up. Hang on. No, I'm pretty sure it went from... Nick to Rachel. Remember, they wanted Peter Krause, but instead we got Ari and Lauren. I'm right. I already did the math. Okay. Because I couldn't find what I was looking for anyway. And then after Ari, oh, Becca's not together. Yeah. After Becca, we had Colton's not together. Right. After Colton, we had... Taisha and Claire? No. Hannah. Hannah Brown. Brown, not together. Not together. Oh, Peter. But Peter's like kind of with Kelly Flanagan. Yeah, they're together, but they weren't even close to right. together from she the show. She came in fourth. But I guess that's what we could say, Peter and Kelly. Yeah. Tentatively because of the caveat that she didn't win. But she was on the show, but so like it counts. That's how they met. Actually, no, they met right. at that, you know, the Westlake Four Seasons or whatever. You're right. <laughs> Uh, like, that was for me and my relationship with the franchise. Peter, uh, what's his last name? Pilot. Was my last straw. Like, that was my nail in the coffin. That was my 13th reason. Like, that, the way I felt so, as a view, like, as a viewer, so used. Like, I can't explain how my time was so wasted on this like one of the probably one of the worst bachelors in history. And I love Kelly Flanagan. This is nothing against her. Yeah, but he had good girls. It's all about the crop. He had amazing girls. Hannah Ann, Maddie Prue. Kelsey, Victoria Fuller. Victoria Fuller. AKA Laturdia. Yeah, Laturdia 2.0. Yeah. He did have good girls. And then from there we had Claire and Tasha. Tasha. And then and that's Matt. When I stopped Matt watching. and Rachel. Matt and Rachel. <gasps> Matt and Rachel. Yeah. Matt and Rachel. Yeah, but they like broke up. Like, I know, but uh, she's like, still the winner. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the winner. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So that is the most recent couple. Uh, we could keep that going, was like, but we don't know who won. So crazy how like they got back together after that, you know? Yeah, but they're so in love. They've been together for yeah. so long and they're not even engaged. Like they're just being like normal and dating and living life and seems like they yeah. enjoy their life together. Are they engaged? No. That's crazy now. Because they didn't get engaged on the show. They didn't get engaged on the show. Did she? Did he propose before, after the final rose? That's such a great question. Let me Google it. I do not believe that they are engaged. I don't. They're definitely not engaged right now. But did they get engaged, call off their engagement, and then get back together as a couple? I think so. That's like wild. Like a whole explainer. Like, I wish Googles would sometimes just be like, yes or no. 
Yeah, yes or no? <laughs> are, they, are you texting? Are you still texting bitches? Yes or no? Also, did you see Black China's new face? I did. She looks really good. I literally can't discern from all of this text if they're engaged, if they were ever engaged or not. I believe that they did get engaged. I believe that they didn't for some reason. Oh. That just like they chose each other. But yes, I saw that. Black China is dissolving her fillers. She looks beautiful. Yeah, she was changing her look. I think she got some tattoos removed. She is off of OnlyFans. She has, I think, like dedicated her body and soul to Christ. She got baptized. Christ looks good on her. Christ looks good on her. She is on a path of virtue, virtuousness. This is good for this is good for everyone. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a good path for her. Yeah. And she looks beautiful. Yeah, she does. She has a beautiful face. She's a beautiful girl. She is. I like, I forgot. Yeah, because there's a lot of distractions. Right, right. Well, I feel like we should dive in because we already spoke of like four stories about, you know. (laughs) Four stories that I didn't choose. The Bachelor, Nick Vile, Black China. So here are the Fast Five stories that I did choose for today. And today's episode is brought to you by Caraway. Get a head start on spring cleaning with Caraway. Their thoughtfully designed sets and complimentary storage makes staying and getting organized easier than ever. You can now save 10% off the full suite of Caraway products from their internet famous cookware to their newly launched food storage set. Caraway's high quality ceramic coated kitchenware is free of PTFE like Teflon. It's free of lead, cadmium, and other toxic chemicals. Caraway's kitchenware comes in a variety of chic shades and all sets include complimentary easy access storage solutions. Their uh, naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. I'd like to share an anecdote about, you know, caraway yesterday, um, just helping my marriage. Because Ben went into the kitchen and he's like, I'm going to make a sandwich. I'm like, okay. He's taking a long time and I wanted to get Theo a treat. So I like go in. I'm like, what is going on? And there's like dishes. I'm like, why is there a pan? You made a sandwich. And he's like, oh, I wanted to toast the bread. I'm like, so use the toaster. No, he used the pan. And honestly, it was caraway and it really was so easy to clean. Like I didn't have to throw it in the dishwasher because it was just a piece of bread. So you know what? All was forgiven because he used the caraway pan. Yes. And you actually shouldn't throw it in the dishwasher anyway. So that's best for you. Yeah. Um, so again, it's non-toxic, easy cooking, and it's super well-loved. Over 40,000 people, including us, have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Visit CarawayHome.com slash Toast10 to take advantage of this limited-time offer of 10% off your next purchase. That deal is exclusive for our listeners, so visit CarawayHome.com slash Toast10 or use code Toast10, T-O-A-S-T-1-0, at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Today's episode is also brought to you by Starbucks Ready to Drink. Life moves fast. Starbucks Ready to Drink coffee delivers an uplifting boost that helps you tune into the moments that matter wherever you are. So it's Starbucks coffee, but it's conveniently packaged for life on the go. It includes uh, a variety of of beverages. They have a bottled frappuccino, which is like a chilled coffee drink for a pop of flavor. Um, They also have the bold, smooth taste of the nitro cold brew, which I love. The bottled frappuccino chilled coffee drink is inspired by the Starbucks cafe favorites, and it comes in four delicious flavors like mocha, vanilla, caramel, and coffee. You can enjoy every moment with Starbucks ready-to-drink coffee. We keep them here at the studio. We have a ton of the Starbucks ready-to-drink beverages. They're so good. Ben actually recorded in here last night and needed just like a boost, you know, a nice flavorful boost. And he was really impressed with the, not me making everything about Ben today. You're kind of obsessed. Um, But he was, he was impressed with our array of products to offer him here while he recorded his podcast. Um, 
So if you uh, want to shop the full lineup, you can shop it online or in store. It's wherever you buy groceries, you'll be able to find Starbucks coffee ready for right now. Shop the full lineup online or in store wherever you buy groceries. And that's Starbucks ready to drink coffee. They are delivering an uplifting boost that helps you tune into the moments that matter wherever you are. And it's so great, like at your office, by your desk, wherever you are just, you know, churning out things throughout the day. Keep a Starbucks beverage. You know, you never know when you need it. So true, Turdy. So true, Turdy. Are you ready for our first story? Yes. Taylor Swift stole the show last night at the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Taylor took home top honors during iHeart's big awards show. And while her acceptance speeches were touching, it was her wardrobe that really drew eyes. She looks beautiful. She won Song of the Year and, and the Innovator Award Monday night. And in both instances, she delivered some powerful remarks about what it takes to stand out and succeed in the music biz, noting that the formula of a hit song isn't cut and dry. Of course, she was talking about her fan favorite track, Antihero, which won Song of the year she picked out certain lyrics like narcissism and altruism as examples that not everything has to be so catchy and cookie cutter arguing that artists can be real with their art she sparkled in a hooded number who made it i don't know she looks beautiful like i loved so different for her it was giving reputation you know everyone thinks it's like a clue i just think she looked good like i'm not gonna read into it yeah like it does have a reputation vibe to it but i Almost think that was accidental because it is also kind of midnightsy. The color is Yes, that's true. And maybe it's photographing differently than like how it was in person. No, I think just the fact that there's a hood makes it reputation because you know she's like Darkness. Yeah. But the color, the sparkles, the hairstyle, like it's still in line with midnight. So I think it was just like coincidental. You know, something that perplexes me about my queen is, you know, at the level that she's at, she is constantly showing up to like moronic fake award shows that like she's so much better than she's like always going to like Billboard Music Awards, American Music Awards. And I know it's because those are like the fan voted events and she's really, you know, wants to show up for her fans. But it's like Beyonce would never go to the iHeartRadio Awards, you know, it's like fraudulent. Yeah, I think that there's a part of her brand where it's like we need a couple controlled events where we can you know say what we need to say drop clues know that we're gonna win yeah and be in a friendly environment like I think obviously the Grammys is not that you don't know if you're going to win and there are so many other big stars like I think this is just an easy night out for Taylor where she's able to like do a red carpet drop clues talk to and her it was fans in Vegas, right yeah it works out with her tour right uh it's like an, uh, an easy nice way for people to see her yeah, no, I just like, I think, I always think it's weird when I see her at these events and she's like really the only actual famous person there. Yeah, I think there's something about it that's probably really comforting for and sure. productive for whatever she's putting forth. No, and I also think, you know, she, one of her goals is to be like one of the most decorated female artists of our time. And in order to be decorated, you have to show up to these things. But does this count as decoration? It does, it does. It counts as an award, like it does. Okay, is is there like a list of awards that count? Are there any awards that really don't count? No, that's a, such a good point. Because if there was, I would think it was this. Right. right. I don't know. I'm just always like when she went to like the Teen Choice Awards and like she gave this like big speech and it was like her night. Why is she always like slumming it at these events? I, I really I would love it if anybody has any like theories like because I think it's because she wants to be highly decorated. And that's that's my theory. Like I would just... She's so much better than this. 
I think it's, I don't think it's about the decorations because I don't think that those really count towards anything meaningful, especially when you're winning Grammys, you're up for Oscars. Yeah. Like, I I don't think they're in the same category. I really, I think it's, um, I think it's like PR. I do. And and it's a good PR. It's always good. Like, you know that you're going to win. It's flattering. It's okay, low pressure. Maybe it's just because I look at everything with such a critical eye, but like, I don't really see, like when I see clips of like, they're like song of the year goes to, and the only famous person in the room is Taylor Swift anti-hero. And she's like, ah, like to me, like, I don't even think that's a good look, honestly. No, I know, but you also have to remember like Taylor is still Taylor, you know, and yeah, like, I know. at her core, like she wants just like love and acceptance and, I know. and to win these things. And she can't help herself, but be like, oh, like she, there's, she, that's the only reaction that she knows it's like when when she goes to these events and we always say like award shows like this have one token like actually famous person and then they get all the awards it's like whoever shows up right um and so I feel that way with anyone this is not just Taylor yes it just it feels like they're playing a part it's like a the whole night is a charade yeah but the industry like that's what it takes in the industry Like, like I think she is so authentic with her fans and she really as much as she can is very like DTC but there is all this bullshit that you have to do sometimes radio and she like in order to get played on the radio this is iHeartRadio yeah right yeah like it's just industry bullshit that and I feel like when a lot of people get to that level they they stop playing the game like they're they don't have to do that anymore but like she doesn't and that's why to me it feels out of place yeah and they have a lot of like disdain for all of that because I think some of it is it's not fair and it's political and you know it's not always like the cream rising it's just people making choices true but I think this stuff is still important to her and so and she does she would never do something that like she is vehemently against Against. but like getting played on the radio and all of that like yeah care yeah 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 no it's just it always feels weird to me yeah anyway she looked great and she's really just it's good. It's a good few weeks to be Taylor. No, she's in like a, a really um, fantastic, for lack of a better word, era. It's true. Like she's killing it. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Because this was an element of yesterday's story that we forgot to talk about, but more news is coming oh. out from page six saying that M. Rata is apparently oh. begging for Olivia Wilde's forgiveness after Harry Styles' PDA. So a source tells page six that Emrata is begging for Olivia Wilde's forgiveness after a video of the model making out with her ex Harry Styles went viral over the weekend. Daily Mail published video of them making out in Tokyo. A source told page six that Olivia and Emily are friends and that Emily is now begging for her forgiveness. This is a betrayal, says the source. Just weeks ago... Olivia Wilde and Emrata were photographed hanging out together at the 2023 Vanity Fair Oscars bash. Last June, Olivia and Emrata were seated next to each other in the VIP section at Harry Styles' concert in Paris, where they were spotted palling around and dancing together. Emrata also came to Olivia's defense when she faced criticism about uh, promoting her movie, Don't Worry Darling. Shia, Shia, Shia. Saying that she felt protective of Wilde. So I do think, based on these things, there is an established friendship between these two. Yeah. And... That would mean Emrata making out with Harry is no bueno. There also was a rumor that we forgot to talk about yesterday from Dumois yes. that M, that Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, when they were together, had a threesome with Emrata, allegedly from Dumois. Then these photos of them dancing at his concert in Paris. Yeah. I guess that would have been the time and the place for a menage a trois. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Um, 
But the the whole other part of this where, you know, Olivia and Emrata are friends, which, by the way, makes so much sense. Like, they're literally the same. Like, everything I always say, I feel like I said the same thing about Emrata that I said about yeah. Olivia Wilde. Like, that brand of, like, you know, wearing a feminist t-shirt, like, while also, like, hating women. Like, I, like, to me, they're the same. And so... I actually can see them being really good friends. I feel like they probably have like really similar values and opinions on stuff. Um, and the other thing to follow up from yesterday is that Harry and Olivia, nope, Harry and Emrata were both at an event, I think for like Michael Kors or something. They were there for different reasons. Like, he didn't fly her out. He didn't fly her out, but like they okay. were there at the same event. That's really helpful. So to me, if I'm looking at this on a on a board, you know, like an investigator. Here's what I think. I think Olivia and Emrata are friends. I think they had a threesome with Harry mm -hmm. when Olivia was together. I think it was a great time, was had by all. I think fast forward six months later, eight months later, they're broken up. Harry and Em run into each other at this event. And it's like, they've oh, already been intimate. We had a good time and always in a threesome, there's a weird thing that happens. Of course. And by the way, let's say they did have a threesome, Olivia Wilde. Like, how dumb are you? You're going to bring the hot. And like, Olivia Wilde is a beautiful woman. But you're going to bring the hottest young thing on the planet into the bedroom with your younger boyfriend. Like, are you uh, okay? Because that's a dumb thing to do. That's why I don't even believe it because I don't even think Olivia Wilde would be so stupid. No, I think that she would. I don't think she sees women as threatening. I think... She wouldn't, like, that's very, uh, you know, non-feminist thing to say, like, don't bring the younger, hotter girl around. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a feminist, no, no, I kind know. of. And not non-feminist, but it's facts. just like, I could just see her being like. Yeah, love is, you know, for everyone. Yeah, and that it. you like, wouldn't exclude one woman just because of the way she looks and that, you know what I mean? But like, I know, but you know what? At the end of the day, like dating relationships, it's all a game and you have to do anything to like, keep your man, especially when your man is the hottest man on the planet. But that's not how she sees things because you see things differently. No, I see things in reality. And no, if no, she doesn't I agree with me, then the she's way wrong. That you, I see things the way that you see things, sir. I'm just trying to like get into her mindset because I don't think she like thinks that way. You got to keep your man, keep him away from other women. Right. Cause like, that's just not the vibe. Well, she you puts do. Forth. Well, yeah. well, you do. You do. <laughs> I mean, th that would be like me saying, Hey, Giselle, want to fuck me and my husband? Like how dumb am I? Yeah. Like we get in there. Ben's not looking at me. Yeah, well, who knows what happened in the alleged threesome, but clearly it went well because... A little too well. Harry and M were happy to see each other in Tokyo. Right. So now, like, thinking if they had a threesome, them making out is just nothing. Yeah, it's like they've been there, done that. And I'm sure Olivia, if they do have a decent friendship, I'm sure Olivia's pissed at her, like, you were just making out with my ex, but she also has no one to blame but herself for bringing them together. Right. If you all of this is true. You invited her into the bedroom. Like, now you're mad they kissed in Tokyo? When like, you, you should have thought of that. Yeah. Before you let them fuck. Yeah. But this definitely throws a wrench into Emrata and Harry, like, dating in the future. No, they're, it's not. They're not going to date. Like, because uh, really, Emrata... We were never meant to know this. Olivia Wilde was never meant to find yeah. out that they smooched in Tokyo. They're on the other side of the world. They're young and single. Okay, so they kissed after they had a threesome. Right. That's nothing. We were not yeah. meant to know. This was disaster. Yeah, like even, 
I actually think Emrata like really is um, like a girl's girl. Like I think that she is. Okay. And I think that like even if Harry wanted to date, like I think she's focused on getting back in the good graces of Olivia Wilde, honestly. I think she doesn't care about Harry enough to ruin her friendship with Olivia Wilde. Right. But I think that if it were a guy that she was all in for. Mm-hmm. So long. So yeah. long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu, adieu, adieu to you and you and you. You and you and you. That's how the kids say it in the movie. Yeah. Austrian. Austrian campers. You. <laughs> how are you? Um, so yeah, these two are definitely not like, I do believe this is probably the last we'll see of them. And it was supposed to be, we were never supposed to see them. And like what little sneaky... Sneaky. phone who did that no, not even I'm sorry not the phone like thankful for the phone whoever like was at that party and knew that we needed to see this but the two of them sneaky because like yeah we, imagine this happened like we never knew about it but it's like just knowing the history we weren't now, supposed to know like that's really a bad look for Emrata because I think she is a girl's girl and a girl's girl right. doesn't do that no right yeah no right <laughs> are no. you ready for our next story yeah. Because it's some sad relationship news that I do feel relates to the show. Okay. But it doesn't, in, in the sense that it doesn't relate to the show. Oh, in that sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me explain. Backstreet Please. Boys, AJ. It Mac does. It does <laughs> relate to the show. Backstreet Boys, AJ McLean and his wife, Rochelle, separate temporarily to build a stronger future. Now, I'm going to give you the information and then we'll talk about how it Let may... Let me find my pertinent information. How it may or may not relate to the show. AJ McLean and his wife, Rochelle, are taking some time apart. The Backstreet Boys singer, who's 45, and his wife, who's 41, that might become important information later on, are separating after 11 years of marriage, but plan to reunite in the future, they claim. A statement was put forth, marriage is hard but worth it. We have mutually decided to separate temporarily to work on ourselves and our marriage with the hope of building a stronger future. The plan is to come back together and continue to nurture our love for one another and our family. We ask for respect and privacy at this time. Quote, separation is hard enough without the commentary. Oof, we're about to comment. Please be kind, um. and, please be kind and remember there are children involved, Tony Lou. Turdy Lou. Okay, bitch. Oh, sorry. There are children involved. End quote. Turdy Lou. Oh, now to you, Turdy Lou. No, 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 no. It was, oh. it was definitely directed at you, but I didn't want you to think it was part of AJ's statement. Oh, I know that is what my like okay, immediate so thought. Here's what I got tagged in this so many times yesterday, because if you listen to the toast every day, you know that a few weeks ago, someone wrote into Dear Toasters talking about how a former popular boy band member who they listened to a lot growing up came to their college for a tour. I'm trying to find it. Let me get the um, get the details. Came to a college yep. for a tour and kind of like was putting the moves on her and then texting inappropriate and whatnot and wanting to come backstage and all that jazz. And it turned out that he is married and he has three kids. So the toaster was asking like, what do I do? Should I message the wife? Like what, what do I do? So we gave our best advice, but then we also tried to speculate about who it was. And our best guess was that it was Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys because he is married and has three kids. However, and so now people think maybe it was AJ McLean. He's married. He has three kids. He's a boy bander. They're on tour. 
etc. However, right. the ages and the timelines actually do not add up for it to be Backstreet oh. Boys. Because this girl who wrote in, I think she is 20, which would mean that you have to remember we're more than 20, a lot more than 20. She would not even have been alive really, or maybe she'd be like screaming in the crib for when the Backstreet Boys had their peak. People were guessing a lot of other bands that are not like from the Backstreet Boys in sync nineties era that are more contemporary. Like, uh, I forget what they were DMing and stuff. I'll have, what episode was it? Let me go to the episode. Cause the comments give good band recommendations and I enough to convince me that it wasn't people the Backstreet were, Boys. I, I thought I, a lot of people agreed with me when they said it was big time rush. Yes, they did. And I thought that was a good call. I thought that was a good call too. Like, I really don't think it was someone from the Backstreet Boys. I think this is just coincidence. I think it is too. Um, but, you know, can't help you, but speculate. Yeah, because, but I feel like, I mean, the statement gives nothing. Yeah, the statement gives nothing. And like, why do you have to separate to work on your marriage if like something didn't happen? But also like... I don't know. I, I, I mean, I want to respect their privacy. We met AJ McLean on the CMA's red carpet and he was so nice. A doll. A doll. It was so nice, Turdy. So okay, wait, I found it. I think it. they're just going through something. Okay, this was her submission. I found it, finally. Growing up, I always had this favorite what band. What day did we do it? March. Oh, I don't know. When did... You don't know? No. Okay. Growing up, I always had a favorite band. Their sixth concert I went to was near my university. When I ha went to the concert, I had the opportunity to meet them. One of the members talked to me a lot, and we kind of hit it off, and he uh, asked to follow me on Instagram and then proceeded to DM me saying it was nice to meet me. The next morning, I looked at his Instagram, and to my surprise, I saw on his profile that he was married with three kids. Around a year later, he DM'd me and told me that he was going to be playing a concert near me again. He was messaging me and practically begging me to come backstage before the concert. I went to the concert and talked to him. It was nice and chatty, but nothing I wouldn't have said if his wife was there. After the concert, I told him my friends... Uh, I told him my friends that were at the concert with me were headed home. He responded with, if I came back with you, what's in it for me? I'm sure he's doing this with other girls uh, he meets during tour. Do I DM the wife? Yada, yada. He's trying to hook up with girls 10 plus year younger than him. She's 20. He's 45. Yeah. It's not him. It's not him. So we must respect their privacy at this time. No, but the only real thing is that they had three kids. They both have three kids. And that's not like a, an identifiable. A lot of people have three kids. And yeah. there were a lot of people in the comments who are offering other possibilities. Yeah, I definitely still feel confident in my big time rush because they're a little bit younger than Backstreet Boys. Yeah, there were other bands too that I didn't know. But apparently they do like college tours. Backstreet Boys don't do go to colleges. Not Yeah, not for a while. Like they maybe did that in the beginning of their career. But I think big time rush does. So I think everyone here is clear. I think so too. And now we can just talk about how sad it is that AJ McLean and his wife are separating. Yes, but I'm glad to hear that they're separating with the intention of getting back together. Like I yeah. hope that that's true and that they can work through whatever rough patch they found themselves in. For the children. For the children, of course. Yeah. Agreed. So, uh, excuse me. They only have two kids. Oh. Why did everyone send this to me? Changes everything. Yeah. So it's definitely not him. Sorry to even mention it. Literally. <laughs> sorry to smear libel and defame. AJ McLean this morning. Not cool of us. Not but cool. But we cleared his name. Name equals cleared. Mm-hmm. Clearedia. Clearedia! Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by Skylight Frames. 
It is Turdy Lou You know, Jax, on those long, lonely nights, I really miss you because you're not here anymore. And, you know, there's so many things I want to share with you, day-to-day life things that just photos I want to show you of Theo. Like, it just of makes your it outfits. Hard. But I have finally found something that makes it easy to help me and my loved ones stay connected. The Skylight Frame. Ever miss your loved ones when you aren't together? Do they miss you? Hopefully. Well, here's a gift that brings you all together, no, ma- no matter how far apart you live. The Skylight Frame. Skylight Frame is a touchscreen photo frame that your whole family can email photos to and they'll appear in seconds. You get to share your favorite moments with the people who matter most to you. It's a great gift for parents, grandparents, someone with a birthday coming up, someone who just had a baby, or even just for yourself. Anyone can send photos to the frame in just seconds via email or via their app. It's a great way to keep in touch with friends and family. It's super simple to use. The setup takes less than 60 seconds and even the least tech-savvy person can use it. It looks like a real photo that adds a beautiful touch to your home. It holds thousands of photos that continuously rotate and bring daily joy. The Skylight Frame has a gorgeous touchscreen. It comes in two sizes, the original 10-inch and a new 15-inch gallery frame. You can swipe through photos with your finger, even tap it to heart the uh, photo and thank the person who sent it. So I get asked about like the what's the digital photo frame company that sponsors the toast all the time. It is Skylight Frames. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't love your Skylight, they will issue you a full refund. Time goes fast. Staying in touch with those we love is more important than ever. And now the Skylight Frame makes it easy and fun. As a special offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash toast. That's $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash toast. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome, Jackie. Our next story, a little TV news. Why Lotus Season 3, some deets are emerging. One deet. It will be set in Thailand. The White Lotus is heading to Thailand. Multiple sources close to the production tell Variety. As the first two seasons of Mike White's The White Lotus were shot at Four Seasons Resorts in Hawaii and Italy, respectively, it's possible that season three will take place at one of the luxury hotels for properties in Thailand. That does make sense. HBO has declined. So the uh, White Lotus... Hawaii and Italy were both shot at Four Seasons Properties. Oh, Four Seasons, yeah. Yeah, but the hotel is called The White Lotus. Um, so there are four Four Seasons in Thailand. Is Bali in Thailand? Yes, but there is not a Four Seasons there. No, but no, like... Bali's in a country. Oh. Oh, right? Indonesia. Indonesia is Bali, yeah. sorry. I got my... Because like the nicest hotel in the world, like the one they say is like the nicest, is in Bali. But I got confused. Bali is in Indonesia. Wow. Geography queen. I knew that. Totally. What's that? It's a Four Seasons? No, it's not a Four Seasons. But like it... If, if they were going to Bali, which I just got confused, I imagine they would try and shoot at what is great... Like widely renowned as like the nicest hotel in, in the world. In the world. Is that where Rach was? Who's Rach? Rach Parcell. She was just on a... In, she was just in the Maldives. Oh, oh, oh. No, it's called... Um, I'll Google it. It's like Bimmy. It's like a... It's it's a four-letter word that starts with B. Okay. 17 best hotels in Hawaii. Maybe they're in alphabetical order. Nihi. N-I-H-I. That's the one? Yeah, it's like, I think it's regarded as like one of the nicest hotels on the globe. You should go. A hundred percent. But I feel like, I mean, of course they need a gorgeous hotel and they will have a gorgeous hotel, but it's like, 
there's so many gorgeous hotels they don't need to go to like the nicest one in the globe because yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. like the story so that's exciting I think that would be a great location and then also rumored about season three rumored casting yeah. news extremely illegitimate they were just spotted having dinner uh Mike White and Danny DeVito so I am actually really excited about the potential of Danny DeVito because now that we don't have Jennifer Coolidge the show really requires that kind of like you know really um different out of the box sort of character that Jennifer Coolidge played and that Danny DeVito could definitely play I do have to say I'm like definitely like getting over White Lotus like I think with each season there's more intrigue and it see it feels like it's gotten worse like there was so much intrigue this season and like I get it but like was it good that's season how it one, was about the first season too. No, it was season like, one was good, especially because we didn't know what the show was about. You know, we yeah. were just like strapped in for whatever journey we were going on. And then there was so much pressure that like, I feel like no matter what season two was going to fall flat. But it didn't. People loved it. And people say season two is better than season one. Not you, I don't but agree. other people. Other people. Who the fuck says that? Everyone. Oh, I don't agree. But I think it's a great concept for a show. They yeah. could do seasons forever and they should do seasons forever. Um, apparently, like season one was more focused on money and season two was more focused on sex. Do you feel that way? Sex? Why? Because there were two prostitutes? Uh, this uh, White said in a clip. I, the first, I guess. The yeah. first season kind of highlighted money and then the second season is sex. I think the third season would be maybe a satirical and funny look at death and Eastern religion and spirituality. It feels like it could be a rich tapestry to do another round at White Lotus. I guess, yeah, no, the first one really was about money, like Tanya and the investment, yeah. And then the other one really- the second one wasn't about money? Like it's still- No, it was about rich people, but I guess like one of the major themes was sex and like how it makes people do crazy things. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like a thin theme. Yeah, especially you didn't even really realize that that's what they were up to. A hundred percent. Although, you know, grief and, you know, Eastern culture does sound like an interesting. Yeah, especially around death because there's always a death. Right, right. So the stakes keep getting higher because the show keeps getting bigger and winning more awards. And what's so interesting about shows like White Lotus that just like put into perspective for me is like, Everyone watches it, everyone loves it, and everyone wants to be in it. And I just saw this clip because Kelty posted it. She interviewed Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler, and she was like asking Jennifer Aniston if she would ever do White Lotus. She was like, I would die. Like, I would love to. And it's like, these are, you know, people at that level who traditionally, it's like you maybe start in TV, but like the goal was always movies. And doing TV was like kind of like tacky, you know? It was like, it was definitely a step below. And now with these like miniseries that are so popular, and so well done and are really just like very long movies at this point. It's crazy how like, you know, silver screen is like not a thing anymore. Yeah, but I also think White Lotus holds a unique position because it's like, I don't know that you want to be on a TV show for eight seasons and like stuck doing television unless it's Game of Thrones. But White Lotus, it's like a one season wonder. And but it's not a mini series because there could be seasons that go on forever. It kind of reminds me of True Detective, where it's like who's yeah. gonna be the next detective, and it's really prestigious. But you only have to do it for like a year. You get to do the circuit and everything. It seems like a dream for an actor. Yeah, I guess it's like a mini series, kind of. Even though it's like a seasonal show. I don't know what the word is for a series right. that has a lot of seasons, but every season 
is Kalisa Fresh. Right. Is Tabula Rasa. Tabula Rasa except for Jennifer Coolidge. But I also think that since Jennifer Coolidge won't be carried over to season three, they should carry someone over from season two to season three. A guest. Yeah. Yeah. Just to continue that thread. I think that's a nice thread. But like who was even, well, I would love to see Megan Fahey, but she's on to Ellen Hildebrand. Totally. As previously reported on the toast. Totally. But I do think Danny DeVito would be a great casting because he, he, he is similar to Jennifer Coolidge in the fact that he's so beloved. He's so iconic. Haven't seen him in a while. Would love to see him again. And I imagine if I'm Mike White and like seeing how things played out for Jennifer Coolidge. And I'm sure it wasn't even his intention to like give someone's career this resurgence and just like to choose people who are are kind of, their star is fading. And by the way, like it, it was and is an ensemble cast. Like Jennifer Coolidge wasn't in the first season more than anyone else. Like there was no reason why, you know, her part was so different, but she just, people love her. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he will try and do that again and he should do that again because I think it's a, a wonderful thing to do. And the way that Mike White is Ned Schneebly is not lost on me. Right. And so it just makes you wonder when Jack Black will be <gasps> in a season. Oh, my God. Jack Black in White Lotus is exactly what they need. Yeah. And Miranda Cosgrove. We're getting the band back together. And Joan Cusack. And Joan Cusack. Yeah. Huh. What do you think Joan Cusack's up to? I could tell you. Just living, I feel like she's probably like semi-retired. Uh, I'll tell you. She might I just can't be remember. working on some things. Right. Post-production. Some things. I feel like she's definitely not retired. I feel like she hasn't been like spotted in a while. I live for her. Like literally would take a bullet. She, I guess, hasn't done something since 2020. But she has something upcoming. I, I think it's a short. Mm. Mm. Like I said, semi-retired. Yeah. Well. I'm ready for a Joan comeback. White Lotus. Season White three. White Lotus. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is a little more TV news? Yeah. Because the trailer for the Kardashians dropped yesterday. Oh, and was it giving us nothing or what? It was probably giving us nothing, though it was trying really hard with some yeah. key pull quotes. So Kim Kardashian breaks down sobbing in the dramatic teaser for season three of Kardashians on Hulu. She looks toward the ground while using both her hands to cover her face and breathes heavily in the second long clip. Her sister, Chloe attempts to comfort her sister by rubbing the back of her head with her hand. The trailer teases that Kim will talk about several of the challenges she faced since filming resumed last fall. So she says in a confessional at the end of the teaser, so let's talk about it. It's unclear exactly what we shall be talking about. There are a couple things that she could talk about. Um, I think there's a lot that she won't talk about. What do we think she needs to talk about? Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Pete and her split, which I actually think oh she'll, sh- she'll share more. Cares? I think she'll share more about their split than she shared about their relationship. Because when you have a relationship, like you want to protect her and nurture it and like not bringing in outside forces. But now that it's like dead and gone, like no, it's but good also, fodder for the show. It's good fodder for the show. But also like there's so much that she needs to open up about. And I feel like she won't open up about. Like, she was very tight-lipped about Balenciaga. She's not going to talk about Kanye. So she has to bleed out in other things. And something irrelevant, like a breakup from now, what, over a year ago? Who not cares? A, not a year. But, yeah, I agree. I think she will talk about that. I think she will talk about Balenciaga. I think she kind of has to. Well, there's the line from the trailer that makes me think maybe they do where Kylie's like, 
you know, we have so much power and we have such a big voice. Is this what we want to use it for? I don't think it's about Balenciaga that. I think it's just what? about like her like then doing a storyline about like giving back that it's a really powerful quote that she shared, but I, I don't think it's like going to be um, oh. part of a larger movement or something. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> That's just like how I saw it. I think she will talk about Balenciaga because like that is what people want to hear from her about. She did part ways with them. I think she kind of has to because that seems to be really the reason why the family's in the funk. Yeah. So why not? She won't talk about Kanye. Which I respect. I do. Me too. And um, I think she'll talk about Pete. I don't know what else is going on with her that she needs to talk about. Yeah. I don't know really. Like they've been so low key. So and I know the show is like delayed. So like we're going to see stuff from probably last year. But like that just feels so irrelevant now. And then they haven't really done anything in the last couple of months because they've been in this funk. I just don't feel like it's the right time. Like, honestly, I don't think we need a season right now. Oh, I feel ready. I'm ready to be. I'm open. I'm open to what they have to share and what they have to say. Like, I feel like we've all been in a funk, a Kardashian funk. I want to get out of it. They are at times in my life, like my favorite celebrities ever. So I feel like I'm more interested to watch this season than I was even to watch last season when like all things were good, you know? Right. That's fair. Yeah. No, it's more interesting for sure. And they are sort of in this rut. So it'll be interesting to see what they think the issues are, what they need to speak about and what they have to say. Like, and like, are they going to acknowledge the rut? You know, the what? The rut? No, no. It's not that obvious to people who aren't you and I. Really? Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's like very obvious. No, it's not like there's people writing articles about it. Yeah, it's There's true. not like viral threads on Twitter. Like it's just me and you being like, oh, okay. Great. Yeah, and I'm sure other people feel that way, but they don't recognize that they feel that way. It's not like a a, a national movement yeah. that they're in a rut. Oh, I totally thought it was. No, it's just us doing our thing. Uh, I'd rather see you out there doing that thing. Yeah, but nothing that they can't come back from. But they're gonna have no. to give. They're gonna have to like bleed out a little. Yeah. Which, like, open up. Let's be real. Like, tell us what's going on. Yeah, I mean, they do, right? I know, but, like, they kind of do, like, when it's, like, so late. And I know that's, like, just the nature of the show, and they want to save it all for the show. But, like, so if you're going to, like, bleed out and tell me all about Pete now, like, I so don't care, you know? No, I'm, I don't care about Kim and Pete anymore. Like, I've moved on. But I'm still open to hearing what happened. Like, that was really... So hot, then so cold. And like that to me is their personal life that they would be sharing that like I want to hear about. Yeah, me too. I wish we would have heard about it like at the a day of, know, but you got to give people. No, not the, the day of, not the day of, but like some, sometimes like so much has happened since then. Like he's literally dated like two other women, you know, right, which is he why, a car crash. which is why she can talk about it now. Right, right. You know, because feel, it feels dated. There's nothing for, to protect. He clearly has moved on, like trash yeah. him. Yeah, literally. You know? We'll just have to wait and see because honestly the trailer gave little to nothing. No, the trailer was really easy to see through. Like I, they really yeah. thought they did something. They pulled some strong quotes, but like when you have watched their show for so long, you could see how it's also it's like so it could be true. about nothing. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. How yeah. are we using our power? And then they like go and they do a day of service, which would be amazing. Right. right. But not what, what it sounds need. like. Not what it yeah. sounds like. 
Totally. It's easy to see through. That's a, a very, very w- w- good way of saying it. But as stated, I'm open. I'm open too. Like these are my girlies. I just need them to like, you know, bounce back a little bit. But you know what I'm not open to? A May 25th premiere date. Like that is in two months and I want my content now. Content with a K. Like I don't want to wait two months on a measly trailer. Yeah. No, I'm sure we'll get like drops of stuff. But yeah. No, it's unacceptable. I feel like you really shouldn't be allowed to promote anything more than a month out. A month max. It's better for them too. I agree. Because I'm open now. I'm interested. But am I going to lose interest? I couldn't tell you. Right. Where will we be May 25th, you know? I don't know. I'm hoping to be at the Eras Tour. Right. Is that Memorial Day weekend? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So those are the Fast Five. Thanks, Jack. Great stories today. I enjoyed them. Well, you're welcome, turd. You're welcome, turd. That's so nice of you to say. Um, so that's our show. Tis. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast the Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere. Podcasts will be found on Spotify, YouTube, public video, everybody gets podcasts, 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 five stories, we have a beautiful setting, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow for hump day. Love ya. Bye.